On today's episode of Senior Quotes, we touch on all different types of sports, some World Series action, basketball, almost mid-season for football. Let's get into it. What's up, guys, and welcome to another edition of Senior Quotes Live from WZBC Sports. I am your host, Aiden Broderick, joined by my co-host, Jack Coleman. Jack, how you doing? How's it going, Aiden? Uh, I feel like we're kind of in the swing of things right now. We were able to work on editing past episodes, and those should be up tonight. Like, tonight is definitely going to be an official night. Uh, most of them are edited. Tonight's episode may also be up, but the past three should be up. So. Yep. Yeah, you'll uh, be able to actually listen tonight, and I don't know how long it usually takes uh, to upload. Yeah, to like officially get onto Apple, oh, just like when it refreshes. It could or... take a day, uh, so I would expect tomorrow for sure the episodes will be up on iTunes, but tonight for sure the up uh, episodes will be on SoundCloud. So okay. if you're really feeling senior codes and want to binge the uh, last few episodes, you might have missed one on air. Uh, they'll be on SoundCloud tonight, and. Uh, if you want to wait to literally binge them in a playlist order on iTunes or Apple uh, Podcasts, excuse me, they'll be up tomorrow. So look forward to that. Uh, we're really excited to finally got that worked on this weekend and post those officially. Yeah, and I can't stress enough to follow the CT at CT Senior Quotes. No, Twitter. it's actually at BC Senior Quotes. Oh, it's now. officially changed. All right, yes. here we go. So at BC Senior Quotes, officially changed. Definitely follow the Twitter. We're going to be doing a lot more from there. Seeing as that's now my only access to Twitter because I am still in Twitter jail if you listened last time. So that is my only access to Twitter right now. So I will be all over that, putting up some polls. I did one earlier. We'll get into that later. Maybe some, some funny GIFs. But, is it uh, GIFs or GIFs? It, embrace debate, but it's it's GIFs. Uh, I'm a big GIF guy. I appreciate GIF. So for those of you who don't know and maybe you're just out of touch with the times, you old timers out there. But uh, a, a GIF is basically like those little funny video pictures. So it's not necessarily a video. It's also a moving picture. And they're all over Twitter and text messages. You can send them to. But it's so basically the creator of it says it's GIF. Yeah, but, you know, it's it, the Internet decides those things. The Internet can decide. And I, I also don't see the point. I'm mad at the creator for calling it a GIF. I'm going to call it a GIF just because that's the official name. But... The creator said it, but like when you think of what it actually is, like it's a graphic information file. Yeah, I think is graphic. What it's like. is graphic like is a good. G GIF. So GIF it's GIF. Sound. So I get it. I get the gifts. I get yeah. the gif. The gif yeah. debate. The gif debate is hot out there. It's like MJ versus the Le- versus LeBron. <laughs> GIF or gif. Yeah. Uh, well, I was going to embrace debate to start. Yeah. A weird uh, embrace debate. What? Well, we have a phone call. <laughs> it's not for us. I'm pretty sure it's not for us, but let's pick it up. Hello? Yes. Well, okay, so... Oh, for sure. So this is our, our good friend, Quinn Kiernan, calling in. <laughs> okay. But we, we can't hear what he's saying. This is uh, pretty flawed, if you ask me. So so right now, you guys cannot hear what Quinn is saying. We're working on this. We w- would love to have more call but Quinn Kiernan... <laughs> it's loud. One man. time... Or not one time, multiple time guest to the show. Yeah, is calling in about the embrace debate of GIF and GIF. Are you serious? 
So, Quinn, what is it? Quinn says GIF. Good. So, he wants to relate it to sports, and he said you wouldn't call Frank Gifford Frank Gifford. Good, very good point. Yeah, I agree with that 100%. Aiden is all in on your take. All right, Quinn, Quinn says hi to his mom and goodbye. All, <laughs> All right, Quinn, th thanks for calling in. Well, <laughs> so I was going to say we will definitely be up for people calling in, but right now the fact that it's only a one-way street and you cannot hear uh, what the caller is saying kind of makes it a flawed uh, system right now. So... That first of all, that scared the hell out of me, dude. <laughs> I had that was no idea so was loud. And then you picked it up, and it was actually for our show. Yeah. Uh, well, that Quinn, was funny. Quinn, awesome. I believe, was the first ever guest, and now he's the first ever call-in? Or was Jack the first ever guest? Uh, I think Quinn was the first guest. So, wow, Quinn is just so whoever, breaking if I'm, if I'm wrong, Jack will kill me. But. Well, Jack just texted me as well, shout out Jack Butterfield, that he says he also agrees with uh, Quinn that it is a gift. I, I like GIF, but I'm going to stick with what the actual creator of it says. Uh, that, that makes sense, too. Like, I can't, I can't argue against that, honestly. Yeah. Uh, both valid points, in my opinion. Uh, Frank Gifford, that's, I like that argument. Yeah, yeah, that was good. Great, great sports link. And how about we get into uh, actual sports yeah, talk? Yeah, for sure. Uh, what <laughs> the? Another okay. call. Okay, you can't Hello. hear. Hello. All right. All right, Quinn says he is the first guest officially. All right, Quinn, no more. <laughs> No more calling in. This is scaring me. And we cannot hear what you're saying. So, all right. Thank you, Quinn, for calling in That's and so affirming that you were the first guest. Uh, awesome. How about we save the call-ins for when we can actually hear what the caller is saying, though? Uh, but we appreciate it, though, that uh, you guys are enthusiastic no, about awesome. participating. Awesome. We definitely want to get more fans calling in. Uh, shout out to my dad for also some feedback. He says, get Quinn a microphone. Uh, we well, can't we do can't that do yet. That uh, phone. Yeah, we're, we're, we're figuring out how that works, honestly. Okay, let's get into the quotes. How about I do my first one? Yeah, go ahead. <clears throat> how about you pick the sport? Do you want NFL, uh, college hoops, or NBA? Um, let's go with... Let's go college hoops and because Wait, I don't hold I don't on. have any. Jack Butterfield says I was the first CBA guest. Suck it, Quinn. Ooh. <laughs> Quinn, do not call in. Text text me if you uh, want to dispute that. If you call in, uh, I'm siding with Butterfield automatically. We'll have an ongoing embrace debate during the episode. Yeah, yeah. Please both participate through text and uh, we'll just continue that through the episode. Okay, what what sport for I'm going one? with NCAA, so basketball. All right. Here we go. Just tell me who said it and who it's about. Okay. Wait. I actually, before we do this, I want to. I would like to bring up like rankings and stuff. Yeah. Well, how about how about we I, do the quote and then yeah. uh, you can bring in the rankings afterward. So uh, he is a unique player in that he's not only positionless, but with his body type, you can't say, "Well, he's like somebody." What he does with his body is remarkable. He's a competitor. Okay. If this is college hoops, when I think of insane body, weird. Weird brag. Oh, yeah. A little weird brag there. But I'm going to go with Zion Williamson. That guy is an absolute freak. This is... That was Quinn. Uh, I don't know what Quinn's reaction was there, but what was your answer again? I said Zion Williamson. And who said it? I'm going to go with Coach K. Yep, that's a full point. Awesome. Uh, not a lot going on in uh, college hoops that is quotable right now. This is just a quote from the Midnight Madness for Duke basketball where Coach K was just going down the list of players, R.J. Barrett, Cam Reddish, and, of course, Zion Williamson. And this was, team. Yeah, Absolutely seriously. And this was just kind of an easy, like, I think it's my easiest quote. Yeah. I didn't want to give a Barrett or a Reddish because I think they're a little bit 
more unknown right now, though mm-hmm. I do think that out of the three, R.J. Barrett might be the one to watch out of the three during the season. Obviously, Zion is the highlight uh, playmaker of that group. You know, he'll have all his dunks and For whatnot. me, I definitely think that Barrett is the all-around player yeah. that we're going to like watching out of Duke. Cam but what like we're going to be Ingram, seeing due to Twitter and social media hysteria is that it's going to be Zion Williamson. We'll be getting Zion Williamson dunks up the wazoo. I think Zion's the next LeBron in terms of social media. I think Zion is the next LeBron in terms of physicality as well. I, I mean, I, you can't... The reason I had to preface anything with that is I don't think anyone can be the next LeBron. I think he's a once-in-a-lifetime That's talent. fair, but in terms of in like terms explosiveness... Of how he very similar players. Plays like yeah. that. And someone, I'm, I really, I talked about this earlier, yeah. but I really want to see the matchup between the two because I feel like Zion is one of the first people physically who can match LeBron. Yeah, honestly, I, I agree with that. He, I'm hoping he grows another inch or two because right now he's kind of like should be a small forward at, at the most, but his body weight is like a power forward, almost a center. And then he's so explosive he could be a guard. You know, he yeah. really... No, for sure. He is a positionless player, as Coach K said. Um, and then what I'm saying with the social media is if you're looking through your timeline right now on uh, Instagram or Twitter, probably even Facebook if you're following sports accounts. I don't really know how Facebook works. But anyway, uh, all you're seeing is Le- LeBron James posts right now mm. if you're talking NBA. And then you're also already seeing a ton of Zion Williams, uh, Williamson posts with his dunks and uh, just anything hyping him up for the season. Mm. It's, no other player has had any kind of spotlight compared to Zion coming into this season for college hoops. Yeah, for sure. I completely agree with that. I think that, so in terms of the actual ranking, so Duke came in fourth. That's crazy. Yeah, I re- that, that starting group is absolutely insane. I did have previous notions where I thought that they might not blend together. So that was something that I was right. struggling with. Team like, chemistry is big with yeah, just freshmen. They're all freshmen. They're all star players. They probably all went through high school or AAU being the star. So when you mix a bunch of stars, sometimes it just doesn't mesh. I mean, you can see with LeBron sometimes when he plays with other stars. Like, sometimes it does work out like the Heat, and other times it's, you well, know. Hold on, even with new teammates, not even stars necessarily, yeah. LeBron's 0-3 with the Lakers so far, so the point still stands. And then when it's not a seasoned veteran like LeBron, mm-hmm. but 19-year-old kids who are, like you said, all used to being stars and like, the one-man show uh, or the leader of their team, it's going to be even more uh, issues with team chemistry than what LeBron's going through. No, yeah, it's always it was always a question as for me when this was all going on when all these Duke guys were signing as to why they all wanted to go there. I think it's a lot of power to bring into one team when all of them should be one and done players. Yeah. So I was always confused as to why they would want to play on a team and have to build up chemistry and not be like the one to sink star. Yeah. And instead. I- like fuel off each other if you're looking towards the nba as your career path in my opinion you want to go to a school that isn't necessarily uh has poor competition but you want to go to a team where you're the star and you have all the stats and you're showing all of the different facets of your game you know while playing in college and see for me with zion that was going to be clemson because yeah of his home like south carolina being so close even like uh i think his mom was upset that he didn't huh Though, like she looked pretty upset. Oh that yeah, he someone would, was upset yeah, about it. I'm yeah. pretty sure that like he was. It was. It seemed like he would probably not probably, but it seemed like he would be playing at Clemson, and I think that would have been a perfect spot for him. You're in the ACC. You're playing amazing talent, and you can really show off on a Clemson team that's that's been doing a lot better. And I think it nearly yeah it did. 
Clemson is number 22 in the top 25, so they broke the top 25. Mm. With Zion, they could have easily bumped up to maybe the 10 at that rate. Yeah, there are two preseason rankings in the top 10 that really stand out to me. Uh, I don't even think I need to ask you which ones uh, that they are, if you look at it real quick. Yeah, so but, I'm gonna, yeah, it's the two right next to each other, right? Yeah. Tennessee and Nevada. At Tennessee and Nevada. Yeah. Six and seven. I remember Nevada made a late... I think Elite Eight pushed last year. Yeah, was Nevada the one that had uh, Cantor's brother? Is uh, that Nevada? I don't know. No, that was Xavier. My bad. Yeah. Who's Nevada? Xavier also made a no, team. No, Nevada. I'm, I'm trying to think of Nevada. Who was on that team? There's... Oh. Someone got drafted, I think, from there. Yeah, it's bothering me, though. Was that, like, some brother or something? Yeah, go look a, for it. It was a brother situation, right? Was that the one with the... It sounds familiar, uh, or it sounds I'll, like that's correct. Um, yeah, go for it. But interesting to see some teams that are not usually the top contenders or competitors in the uh, NCAA basketball rankings appearing in the top 10 or top 25. I mean, we thought that this was just going to be another year where uh, the okay, Blue yeah. Blood schools. So Jack yeah. Butterfield just texted. It was the Martin Twins from Nevada, if you, oh. if you can remember that. Oh, we talked about yes, that. Yes, we definitely talked about them. Yeah, okay. But, yeah, so how do you feel about the fact that it's not going to be just the Blue Blood schools uh, dominating this top 25, even though it seemed like Duke, uh, especially Duke, but also Kentucky and Kansas, were still getting the same recruits as they always do? Yeah, no, I absolutely love it. And for me, the AP top 25 is really not that important. I mean, we always get way in, much more into uh, March Madness anyway. and So for me, when it comes to college basketball, top 25 really isn't that big a deal because we saw last year, like, Loyola Chicago can make a run and other teams like that. So to me, it's not that big a deal, but it, it's cool to see. I do like seeing them in the top 25. Yeah, totally. I mean, college hoops is all about underdog stories. And like you said, you usually have to wait till March Madness to see those unfold. But uh, <laughs> there hasn't even been a single college basketball game yet. And we have, just in the preseason rankings, teams that you wouldn't expect to see already making appearances so it's going to be cool to see uh a new mix of teams i mean there's still going to be those dukes and kansas and kentuckys uh that we always see unc nova but uh we're also going to see i don't know i don't have the list anymore but are there any other surprising top 25 that um i just catch your off eye? the list so <laughs> that's a problem i mean i remember michigan state was also top 10 i mean yeah. they're a great school um, tom Izzo still see. i think uh oh so one quick thing that i'm noticing here so they have UCLA ranked at 21. That's without Sharif O'Neal. Yeah, and let's not forget that if D'Angelo Ball hadn't left... Leangelo. My bad. Leangelo Ball. What am I saying? <laughs> Leangelo Ball, if he hadn't left... D'Angelo, what is that? There's no D'Angelo. If, Le <laughs> if Leangelo Ball hadn't left, he probably would have been playing this season. He's not an impact player. It doesn't matter. I, no. It would have been an ideal situation for him. He probably makes the team worse, honestly. I, I was for never... Him, for him. Oh, yeah, maybe. And in terms of him having not played a season, they probably would have ranked them higher based upon name alone. Maybe. Auburn's number 11. Remember, the SEC is not a great basketball conference. I mean, I know Alabama made a run last year, but that was with Colin Sexton. So that's interesting. Syracuse at number 16. You like to see that. They, uh, after last year in that playoff, not playoff, uh, March Madness run, that was really cool to see. So Syracuse making numbers up here. Here's my shout-out. Oregon at 14 because Bull Bull is another freshman to watch out for. Now, if you don't know who that is or who his father is, that name just sounds kind of silly, right? Bull Bull. But that's Manute Bull's son. And he also is already over seven feet tall. However, the difference between him and Manute Bull 
is that uh, Bulbul can actually dribble really well. He can shoot. He's a stretch five with his dad's height almost. You know, mm. this is a versatility that we've come to see from these modern centers, and I'm really excited to see how Bull plays in the league, or in the uh, NCAA for now, but it's kind of a tongue twister. It's just the same word twice, but... Yeah, I would have... Yeah. And, and talking about, like, famous father-son combos, it is unfortunate that Sharif O'Neal is out because yeah. that would have been awesome to see if that ever came up in March Madness or something. That yeah. would have been really cool. Because he was going to go to Arizona. Yeah. And then he decommitted and chose UCLA. But yeah, because there's a lot, like we had talked about right, that was during the show, the a lot of sketchy stuff going on with Aiton and uh, paying players, so yeah. he was right to switch out of Coach there. Coach Sean Miller, Sean something. Uh, but he is somehow, I believe he's still with the team, which is like the craziest thing from that controversy. Yeah. I, is that the coach that was completely uh, had a ton of evidence against him and just seemed like he was completely guilty is somehow still there. Uh, kind of crazy, but Arizona is not in the top 25. Uh, Purdue and Washington close out the top 25. Uh, two schools that are more known for football right now. Uh, interesting. Well, Purdue is always kind of in there. They always have a solid no, Purdue's, team. Uh, Purdue's well known for basketball. They yeah. frequently I mean, right well. now you're thinking Purdue. I don't have a quote about NCAA football, but Purdue just upset Ohio State uh, in an awesome game. Ever since they played BC and beat us by a, a handful, they have not lost yet, and they've had a tough schedule. So you're welcome. You're yeah. welcome, Purdue. For uh, getting you back on the yeah. right track. You got you on track. That's what we're right, doing. Right train track, yeah. Boilermaker. No, that's not right. Isn't there a logo with train? Oh, the Boilers? It's Purdue Boilers or something. But I, I'm looking it up. I, I might just... I think it's the Boilers. I'm almost positive. We're really going on tangents, and I love it right now, honestly. Yeah. It's just... This is just a classic episode. Well, we're really, yeah, yeah, we're really in the flow of things. Yes, the Purdue logo. It's the boilers, right? Yeah, but it's a train. Yeah, yeah. So we're yeah, because it's the boiler on a train. That's a weird mascot. Still pretty, pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, shout out to Purdue, even though we hate you for upsetting us and getting us outside the top twenty-five <laughs> in 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 football. Uh, Jack, what do you think about BC basketball? Um, I'm kind of hopeful. I think that the return of Kai Bowman is big. Uh, of course, having Jerome Robinson, if we had him this year, we would without a doubt been ranked. Jerome Robinson went number 13 overall in the draft to the Clippers. So naturally, if we had him and Kai Bowman, that would have been huge. We instead have Chapman, who's going to be taking a lot of Jerome Robinson's time. So that's big to get a nice pickup. We have some freshman names, too. We have Chris Heron, who we're friends with. Um, not sure how much playing time he'll be getting this year, but... He's very good. His father played. He was very good as well. And I'm trying to think of the main freshman, the really good one. Um, Jarius. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jarius. Uh, Jarius Hamilton? Jarius Hamilton. So Jarius Hamilton is going to be very good as well. So we're going to have to look out for him. I, I think BC is going to end up doing fairly well. I, I don't know if it's like tournament well, but we'll see. I mean, it could maybe be like a playing game. At this rate, who knows, a bubble team maybe? Yeah, I mean, Jarris was a uh, top 100 recruit. Yeah. 75th overall, according to 24-7 sports. Um, uh, Four-star, but borderline five-star recruit. Yeah. Uh, so it's someone to watch out Big for. Pick yeah. Uh, I'm also just really excited to go see some uh, BC basketball games. It's a great culture, great atmosphere. Hopefully we get to commentate a few of them as well. Uh, I don't know, maybe more down the road. We really wanted to go for that Duke game, but it's on the road, and I don't think we're making the trip there. Uh, hopefully, though. <laughs> never say never, honestly. That would be such a cool experience. 
Uh, but do you have any closing remarks on college hoops before no, we get to your first? I'm just very quote? excited for it to get going. Um, but I'm going to keep going with basketball and do some NBA action. Go for it. Yeah. All right. A hundred percent that I was wrong for my teammates, but I also stepped up for my teammates, and that is what I'm going to do ten times out of ten. Who said it? What's it about? This is. Um, it's a softball. Yeah. It should be pretty. Easy. This is Lakers forward Brandon Ingram. Yes. And he is talking about the scuffle between the Lakers and Rockets. Uh, what was that Saturday night? I believe uh, yeah. so. A nice Saturday night brawl. Uh, to call it a scuffle is is generous. It, it was a full-fledged fistfight. Very exciting. Love to see a little action in basketball. <laughs> Usually when a basketball fight breaks out, it's like a weird swing and then like an awkward punch that lands like nothing ever really lands like in this fight there was definitely some land punches so to give the background of it it was Rajon Rondo and Chris Paul was the main fight Brandon Ingram kind of started it was in it and got pulled away rather quickly he was the one that also now has the largest suspension from it he's four games suspended but Rondo and Chris Paul went at it they were swinging at each other apparently uh, I believe it was Rondo, was thought to spit on Chris Paul, which is absolute disrespect in any any form, not even sports. And in that situation, it also was possible that Carmelo Anthony accidentally spit on yeah, Chris Paul. I'm not teammate. buying that, yeah. And in between all this, you have LeBron pulling people away. It was a real, like, it was the A-listers of fights between the two clubs. So... For me, I have a couple takes out of this whole thing. First of all, Rondo was swinging. He mm-hmm. absolutely landed a punch on Chris Paul. That was awesome. There are a couple of punches. I think he had two nice, clean hits. The other is fights are awesome in any sport. Dude, I thought I was watching hockey. I'm not gonna in lie. any sport, it is so awesome, and a good basketball fight is really cool. I always think back to Malice at the Palace, the Pacers and the Pistons, one of the most atrocious events in sports history with players hitting fans and and everyone it being a lost loss but hey it was awesome <laughs> i mean even recently you think about the conor mcgregor khabib fight and how that got out of hand so like out of hand sports fights are so so much fun so this was a real treat for fans the other thing is with this being an a-listers fight you got chris paul carmelo anthony lebron james all friends all banana boat buddies and LeBron is torn in the middle of his teammates and his best buds. So, like, that's a real awkward situation. So he's just trying to, he was just trying to pull everyone out of there and keep things under control and talk to his friend. I believe he grabbed Chris Paul. Like, I think he grabbed a rocket. Something like that. Like, I think he grabbed one of his friends. He, he got involved without punching. I, I remember that for Yeah, LeBron sure. is never one to throw a punch. And... That's also something I'd I want to talk about. I'd be scared of a LeBron punch, dude. I, th- but it's something I want to talk about because, like, I'm, I'm of the whole belief that if one of your teammates goes down, and I like how Brandon Ingram did this, how he went full out and was willing to stand up for them as well, I, I think that's okay. Like, it should, of course you should be suspended, but I think it builds team chemistry. It builds trust among a team, amongst team members. It's something you want to see. And I'm not sure, I get that LeBron is, like, bigger than all that, but I really don't, like, I saw, like, Lonzo Ball, like, trying to pull Kuzma aside, and, like, it just looks like a lame move. Like, it, it's dumb. Like, it, I don't know. I don't like 
not standing up for your teammates and instead just letting it blow over and not, I guess, being the bigger man here. But, like, I think in sports it's something that really can build up a team. I mean, yeah, okay. So, like, hockey fights build up team morale. Mm. Like, that's for sure. But in a sport where you're not supposed to fight, I don't think you necessarily have to get yourself involved in the middle of the scuffle to stand up for your team. I think LeBron was trying to be the peacemaker because he definitely grabbed somebody. I forget who it was. I, I feel like he grabbed a rocket. I, I do think you're right, but he didn't. He did it in a very like peaceful, like LeBron way, like what you would have expected from mm. him. And I think honestly, for a guy like him, that's the right decision. He's never been someone to have a poor image, mm. you know. And no, of course. It's just something that makes sense with his character and. Uh, the, all the other people involved, it made sense to Chris Paul and Rondo and yeah. even Ingram's characters, too, how the, they got the, involved. The thing that I really took away from it was, like, the mirror image of LeBron taking care of his friend and pulling him away and Lonzo with Kyle Kuzma. Because on the other hand, I, I'll play the other side. Like, I thought that was really cool to see, like, Lonzo kind of mirroring, mirroring LeBron. And I, I do think that LeBron is a great mentor to those young guys. I really think guys like Lonzo and Kuzma look up to him and, and are starting to emulate some of his own characteristics. So I really, really like that from it. But this just kept going on. Like, no one is sorry about this. It, like, it came out today. Like, Hold on. Yeah, uh, I had a quote for this. I'm not going to use it anymore. Okay. But this was a quote I added today. Uh, everyone wants to believe Chris Paul is a good guy. They don't know he's a horrible teammate. They don't know how he treats people. That's Rondo today. Yeah, that was. It. I was also thinking of using that quote. So, awesome. Glad we got to bring that up. Yeah. But yeah, so I have some hot takes on this as well. Go for but, it. But real shoot, quick, yeah. real quick. There was also a fight in the in the stands between Rondo's wife or Rondo's no girlfriend no and way. Chris Paul's wife. So they were going at it. Like I did th- not this hear was about a crazy, that. crazy night. Anyway. My hot take is maybe Rondo's right. I don't even think that's that hot. I, I believe it. Like, but I maybe also think, Rondo is right here. I also think Rondo's a bad teammate. That's also, my hot take. I I really don't think that's that hot of a take. Well, the entire Celtics team like absolutely disses him. The Kings hated him. Or wait, is he, no, he's not the one that's dissed. Isn't it Ray Allen? Ray, Ray Allen's Allen. dissed because he just went to the Heat and won the championship yeah, there. Whatever. Yeah. He was, uh, he was older. That also made for one of the best moments of all time with yeah. Ray Allen's corner three. Uh, no, I think Rondo's the worst teammate of the two. I had this discussion with Dan earlier. Okay. Shout out Dan Carroll. Uh, I, I don't know who, I mean, who would you rather want on your team? It's Chris Ball hundred percent, but that's just based on talent alone. I just in the locker room, I can't really tell anymore between the two, but I always knew that Rondo was a bad influence. I, I don't know about Chris Paul now. Yeah, no, I, I just really don't know about Chris Paul because I'm, I'm led back to last year's thing about the weird underground tunnel thing. Oh, yeah. Where the Rockets and the Clippers went at it. And that was led by Chris Paul because he was a Clipper? Was, he no, was a Clipper he was and a, then became a Rocket? Yeah, That's what I'm rocket. saying. So, so he like knew it had path. to relate. Yeah. It was in Staples Center for the Clippers. And the Rockets so, went up to them. Rondo's a bad guy? Rondo's a bad guy, but is Chris I mean, Paul a Chris bad Paul? guy? Yeah, Chris I, Paul's a bad I guy? think so. I don't know. And I, I don't like to see it. I always think of Cliff yeah. Paul, like my, yeah, my yeah. little... Cliff State Farm. Cliff Paul's the nice uh, Paul brother. Yeah. Is it, is it State Farm? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so maybe now it's Oscar Martinez in the office. So so maybe Cliff Paul is the nice Chris Paul, and yeah. it's not two nice Chris Pauls. It's just Cliff Paul uh, and bad Chris Paul. Huh. Interesting. But he's such a nice. He's a passer on the court. He's he gets his teammates involved. Well, I will say that I love this fight 
so much and it's happened in the past like there's definitely been beef here for a while i absolutely love it because it's pretty much the two best passers arguably in recent nba history and like still currently probably two of the best point guard passers yeah no in terms of pure passing i think rondo and chris paul kind of top that list right now yeah so i I I think it's awesome like anytime you can get two players who are equal in in terms of their ability is really cool to watch go up against each other yeah uh all right who would you take in a ufc or boxing style fight you might have to look up the reach and the and the height i think rondo's taller yeah i'm gonna go with rondo based on his performance it was vicious it was was, he landed some hits Brandon Ingram versus either of them, though, would be a no contest, mm. obviously. Ingram would just absolutely I don't know, but Rondo's kind of scrappy. Uh, he is, but Ingram's like 6'10". Okay, so what... So how about Rondo and... We're going to go back to the Celtics. Rondo, Paul Pierce, and Kevin Garnett, uh-huh. like that big three yeah. that are still friends, against the Chris Banana Paul, boat? James Harden... Oh. And Travis Scott, because Travis Scott was getting <laughs> riled up in the in the crowd, too. Uh, Kevin Garnett would just destroy any of those three options okay. on the Rockets, and probably so would Paul Pierce. And then... I feel like Harden so can... So would Rondo? I I would take the Celtics. That's my, that's my decision okay. there. Yeah, I, I think it's a good embrace debate. That's uh, like our third embrace debate of the night. No, I... I it's very I, impressive. It's something you want to uh, get involved on the show for sure. Uh, how about I share my NBA one? I was going to use the Rondo quote, yep. but I feel like we should get into a different topic. Okay. This is my hard quote. This is the tough one. Oh, boy. Yeah, so... <clears throat> excuse me, sorry. It's the first three games, but if he keeps going, now you're talking about not a big jump, but a monumental jump in his production. You're getting to the elite players in this league. Top 20, top 30. Who said this? Who's it about? Think about... Just big performances from the first three games. Uh, I think we watched this one live. Are you serious? I, we've definitely watched this player live this like this past week, and then he has had a very consistent like star performance in all three games. Man, I mean the way it's, it the person's talking about it, it sounds like a rookie to me. No, a big jump, a monumental jump in his production. It sounds like maybe it's a young player, but it's not a rookie. Who have I watched? Who have I watched? Would it was it one of our teams that we played against? Uh, like was it a Knicks or Nets game? It is a Knicks or Nets game. Like a Knicks or Nets player? You're saying? Yeah. Oh man. Or, or the teams they play against, but. Okay. Man. Oh man, I'm going to go with. I feel like you would name a Nets player. So then I'm going to say Nets. Um, I'm going to go with RHJ. RHJ's been hurt. Oh, yeah, because he didn't play that first game, right? Who Did, did he play the, any of the games? No, not yet. I thought he may have played think the third about, game. Think about the, uh, the Nets-Knicks game. Nets-Knicks. Who, there was literally one play in this game that, like, this player stood out in. Like, literally the last shot of the game. Oh, oh my, oh. Well, that was Levert, right? Levert it's Karis Levert. Oh. So I'm not giving you that point, but who yeah. said it? I mean, can you get that? Say it again? I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't trying to think of Like, if he keeps going, now you're talking about not a big jump, but a monumental jump in his production. Uh, Whatever, it's the Nets coach. I yeah. can't even think of his name. Uh, right I'll give you a generous, like, quarter point, maybe. Awesome. You know, just to, just to, 
Just because I'm feeling generous, it's a good day. Yeah, oh. so this, I'm a little bit of a homer, we know. Uh, shout out Mr. Matson. Uh, but this is about Karis LeVert, the small forward of the Nets, who's averaging like 28 points per game in his th- first three games. Against the Pistons, Knicks, and Pacers, who all have small forwards that, you know, match up against him. Or, or wings, at least, because he, he also plays shooting guard. Uh, Oladipo was his matchup in the last game, and while the Nets did lose by about 20, uh, Lavert still had another 20 or 30 point game. He has played very well. Uh, who I was expecting you to say if you didn't get the net, uh, Nets hint was Nikola Jokic, because okay. Jokic is also having a great first three games. Hmm. But Lavert's somebody who uh, I'm really excited to watch. Uh, there were trade rumors for Jimmy Butler that we obviously discussed earlier in this uh, in the year, yep. and the Nets were on the teams involved. But Karis Lavert was the player they were asking for, and the Nets said no. Uh, we didn't discuss this specifically. But, you know, something I was thinking was, like, why is Levert untouchable? And just based on his production in these first three games, clearly the Nets staff saw a lot of improvement from him because he has been a beast in these first three games. Well, I'll give you a counter player from my own team, and that's Tim Hardaway Jr., who is averaging 27 points a game. And he's been fantastic. Like, I'm looking at the scoring ranking so far in the first couple games, and absolutely means nothing right now. Oh, small but, sample sizes. You can't. Of course. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But just from, if, if we're going to look at these first couple games, it goes LeBron James and Tim Hardaway Jr. And Kevin Durant right below him. Pretty impressive numbers for, yeah. for a start. No, that is very impressive. I mean, yeah. at the same time, we still have Kemba Walker at 33 points a game, which is really cool to see. I love when Kemba does well. Um, there's another, I'm trying to think of someone else that I was interested in looking at. Well, I'm going to I'm gonna call up a little comparison between the two players, between uh, Hardaway and Levert. I'll just read out a stat and you tell me which player you think it is. Yeah. So, uh, first of all, who do you think's leading, not in points per game, but in shooting percentage? Um, I'm going to go Levert. So we have, wow, the, the windows here are so difficult to get. Levert has 65% field goal percentage. Yeah, no, I mean, Tim Hardaway's Tim Hardaway only 41. Yeah, Tim so Hardaway takes a lot of shots. Right, but, Hardaway's I mean, taking they, 23 shots per game. Levert's only taking about 14, and he's scoring 25 points per game. That's no, really, really impressive. good. Another name that's popping up or popping out to me on this list is Trey Young at 24th overall in scoring. Trey Young is, well, I can't say he's legit yet because it's so early, but he is looking like he's he, promising. What was the thing? He dro- he had 35 points, 10. And 11 assists. 11 yeah. assists, and it was the only thing that LeBron and Steph Curry had done yeah. in, in recent years or yeah, whatever. Yeah, so since the 2000s. Great yeah. company. Uh, we were wondering if he would live up to the hype of Steph Curry, and he's already there. Like, he's living up to the ex- the precedent set by Steph Curry. So, I personally did not think he was going to be as good as Steph Curry, as consistent as Steph Curry. But, I don't know, build up a good enough team around him in Atlanta, and maybe he's exactly... The, shoot, the point guard, amazing shooting player that he was in college. Yeah, not to bring up a video game as like a good predictor of this kind of stuff, but in NBA 2K, if you ever make my league and you ever simulate through a few seasons, the Hawks become a monster team. I think they love Trey Young, mm-hmm. but you got to think, they're going to end up with another top pick this year because they don't have a team around Trey Young. Even if Trey wins a few games on his own like he just did here, it's not going to be enough for them to be a playoff contender. They're going to be one of the worst teams in the league. They're going to end up with a Zion Williamson or a Cam Reddish, you know, or even a Bull Bull or a Bull Bull. Think Bull. about a frightening giant player like Bull. If he Bull. has a big season like Bamba did, or in his Zion. Stock rise, yeah, Zion or Bull Bull, and uh, two players that we talked about earlier, and you throw them in with Trey Young, and it is going to be 
very, very scary. Exactly. And, and that's only the beginning. They have they have Torian Prince, who's like their best player, who's not a rookie, and he's okay. They really don't have much around. John Collins is on that team, though. He's a promising big. I mean, there's players around this team. They're just not good enough or, like, experienced enough to win now. And you hate to say it because originally we definitely did not think it when it happened, but the draft move for the Mavericks to get Luka Doncic and <coughs> not Trey Young, I it, mean... No, Luka, it, it's too early to make conclusions on that because I also think Luka is awesome because he's averaging 18 points per game, six rebounds, four assists. Luka Doncic is great, but... I think Trey Young is the piece you want to build up around. I uh, really think that you can build up around Trey Young. Didn't the Mavericks get another No, didn't the Hawks get another pick for that trade? I think they Or who who moved up? Whoever moved up gave up another first. It was the Didn't one of the teams select the player for Yeah. That yeah, team? that's how trades work during it was, the draft. Yeah, so so it was the Mavericks drafted Trey was Young. Trey was picked 5th. So he was picked by the Mavericks and then the trade was made. That means the Hawks got an extra pick. So that's a good trade. Yeah. I I thought it was kind of crazy, honestly, when it happened. Yeah. Uh, Trey Young was traded to the Atlanta Hawks along with a protected future first-round pick in exchange for the rights to Luka Doncic. Yeah. Interesting. So it ended up yeah. being a lot better off than we had initially thought. Oh, definitely. I thought it was, wow. No, yeah, looking at the stats, 23 points and 8.3 assists per game mm. for Trey Young. He's, small he's sample size, passing. small sample size, but that is no. Awesome. But based based on his college performances, like we know that his passing is great, and to get a a big from a future draft like some of the players we named is going to be huge. So there, okay, there is a video. I think it's by the starters from uh, NBA TV uh, about true or false. Trey Young is winning the battle with Luka Doncic. So that's that's a little right now? Yeah. that's a little recommended. Uh, Trey Young, Trey Young is winning that battle, and. I don't know. I think that it, it's actually an ideal situation for Trey Young because there is no real pressure to win. So Trey Young can just take this time to develop and make sure that he's working on his shot and playing comfortably in an NBA setting. I think Trey Young is actually going to do a lot better than I initially thought he was going to do. Uh, and I agree with that. I mean, we both thought that he didn't have the... Uh, it's not size. is not That's not the issue between him and Steph Curry. We just thought it was some other kind of dynamic, and so far Trey Young's showing that he can and, play and the I same game. I don't know game. why I. We both doubted it. Yeah, I, but like there. But Trey no... Young, he was a little bit iffy in college. Like he had a great first half of the season. We thought like he could do no wrong. Yeah. And then the second half he fell off, and he didn't look great in the tournament either. Mm. They almost lost URI, I believe. Right. So, you know, it it was tough back then to say anything. We needed to see how he'd play on an NBA court, and it's only been three games, but I'm. Really excited to watch the next one. So, because hot take. I'm pretty sure that we talked about Trey Young being very good at the start of the college season as well. And that was only because he was making the volume of shots he was taking. So, since the Hawks don't have any players around him and he's taking more volume shots and he's making them now, what happens in the second half of the season when he's still the main person in that offense and the shots aren't falling? Does Trey Young's first uh, pro season finish much the same as his last college season? I think it easily could. Uh, he's averaging 18 shots per game and about nine threes per game. So, yes, he's shooting a ton. 45% from the field, 39% from three. Those are solid averages. I, I think that's pretty close to matching what Tim Hardaway's putting up. So, you know, I, that's an interesting question, and I think it's pretty easy to say yes. That could easily happen where Trey Young could, I don't want to say fall off, but 
he'll he'll be making a few less shots. You know, he hasn't really had a bad game yet. I guess 14 points against the Knicks, only 5 for 14 and only 1 for 5 in the field. He yeah. still got 6 yeah. rebounds for a short uh, 6 foot 2. Hold on. He's taller than I thought. I yeah. thought he was a 6 foot player. 6 foot 2 is decent for a point guard. And he still put up 5 assists as well. I mean, the guy's talented and I I'm telling you, I'm excited to watch him again. Me too. No, yeah. I'm I'm really looking forward to this Hawks team in the future. Yeah. All right, so I believe you're on to your second one. Yeah, I'm going to go with some NFL. Go so for it. here we go. That's what a player like him costs you. Um, Did you know that I also picked this as my quote for oh. the NFL? So uh, I think I know who it is. Okay. Um, I think this is Cowboys head coach Jason Gary. Well, you picked the quote, so yeah, and I think it it's I think it's about wide receiver Mark Huber. Yes, so nice big trade. Do I get a point for that? Should we just I, null, should we just I, nullify I guess it's it? null if it's both of us because we both would have. Yeah, got it I'll, right. I'll take mine out too. All right. Yeah. So yeah, I think we would have been cut for time anyway. So yeah, because yeah. now you just have one more quote. Yeah. So that's fine. All Let's right, talk cool. about it though. Yeah. So big trade being made. Amari Cooper was struggling with the Raiders this season under John Gruden's offense. Derek Carr also struggling. We'll get into Derek Carr in a little bit. But yeah, Amari Cooper traded to the Cowboys, who since that da- or excuse me, Des Bryant left, they have not really had any receivers. So now Amari Cooper is basically wide receiver one to Dak Prescott and a semi-struggling but now revitalized Cowboys team. And now you got kind of a big three on offense of Dak, Zeke, and Amari Cooper, but maybe the Amari Cooper of last year, because Amari Cooper this year has been pretty weak. Like, Amari Cooper has not done anything. Really hasn't caught a lot. I don't know. What do you think? All right. So, you're Jason Garrett or you're Jerry Jones. You have a top 10 first-round pick for 2019. Mm. Jerry Jones says, go use this and get consistency for my wide receivers. And you take Amari Cooper, the most inconsistent top receiver, and that's the first-round pick you give up, you know, to get into your receiving core. Mm. I don't... Well, I personally... As much as I hate to say it, I like the move that the Cowboys are adding a wide receiver to their team. I just don't think Cooper was the guy. Uh, he's clearly talented for this position. I think he could thrive in this offense. But if you have a first-round pick, and it could easily be a top-ten pick, super valuable, I do not trust Amari Cooper to be that guy to produce, especially since Josh Gordon, and there's a lot more question marks around him, he was traded to the Patriots for a fifth-round pick. Yeah. And I think he's just as talented. So, if not more. Honestly. If not more. So, yeah. Um, I'm going to agree with you here. I do think that a first-round pick was a lot to give up. It's what the Raiders were asking for Cooper, and I think they were basing that around his, I don't know, prior hype and and prior uh, popularity around his name. But now, I don't know. This season has been rough for Cooper, and I really don't know if he was worth the first pick. We're going to have to see. But as of right now, I'm saying the Raiders come out on top in that move and it, it, it was really a good move to try and for Gruden anyway to kind of revitalize his team and and start making it I don't know his own team because we saw how Khalil Mack left we now see this now and, and I don't know I think we can the, the Raiders and Gruden can really start building up through the draft um here's an interesting question because we know as Giants fans that to adopt a win now mentality when you might not have as strong of a team as you think it's a dangerous move and it can really hurt you as we've seen mm. Uh, the Cowboys, I believe, are three and four, or they're three and three. It's one or the other, and now they're adopting a win now mentality in a, in a wide open NFC East. To be fair, if this backfires, and if you think it will backfire, what do you think about the Cowboys' future? 
Yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's a really, really valuable pick to give up. And we have not seen anything this year to suggest that Amari Cooper is a top fantasy receiver. Fantasy receiver. Football, eh, either way. True. But football receiver or even a number one option as a team. And this is now their star wide receiver. I do think lately Dak and, well, not necessarily Zeke, but Dak Prescott has been doing very good. I'm not the biggest fan of Dak Prescott. I don't really believe all the hype around him. But giving him a star receiver or even a previously known star receiver, I think is very beneficial, and I think it'll only help their season. I do think that Amari Cooper will have a revitalized season. Not really a hot take. That's just kind of what I think is going to happen. But I am starting to think that long-term the Raiders are going to end up on top, and it was a great move uh, for Gruden. Yeah, I think a few more interesting points before we move on. First being Amari Cooper is a former fourth overall pick. So, I mean, they are uh, the Co- uh, the Coopers. The Raiders are recouping, is what I wanted to say, a uh, first-round pick in return for him, while other teams like the Giants moved their former 10th overall pick, Eli Apple, today for a 4th and a 7th, which I actually think is good value for a guy who really was not performing well. But not to get into that, you you and I said we didn't want to talk about the Giants. Yeah, God, uh, no, it's so bad. So it's let me, just, let me yeah, let's just move on. Uh, I think... John Gruden's doing a great job now stocking up on first-round picks and really rebuilding. Mm. Uh, I know Cooper's a former pro bowler, as is Khalil Mack. I just don't think Cooper's near the talent that Mack is and at the same position. Yeah. I also think you can find an edge rusher to play a similar role. I mean, Khalil Mack is a game-changing defensive Yeah, I player. really don't get the move, but, you know. Two, he got two first-round picks. So, for, so yeah, I guess you can I get it. implement it. I, if, if, Mack if Gruden, is, like, one of those, like... Oh, like, that's a guy you wanted to yeah. no matter what. But if Gruden really wants to rebuild, and we thought he was crazy at the start for making that move, I can kind of see why it now. It makes a lot more sense now. Because no, the team sure. is definitely not – it wouldn't have been a playoff team even with Mack and Cooper. So I, I don't really question it anymore. I still think the Bears want it. Yeah. But two first-round picks is also a lot to give up in and any now situation. It, and now it makes more sense. For both sides. Yeah. So it could even go down as a win-win, which is hard to say about any NFL yeah. trade. Um, but also – the Derek Carr issue. So Derek Carr's been getting a lot of hate from teammates, I guess. Like some teammates were saying he was crying on the field or something. Oh yeah, I heard about that. Yeah. And fans alike, he hasn't been living up to the expectations. But but Derek Carr had a quote, and it was another quote that I was thinking about using. I I don't have the exact words for it, but it was basically that he doesn't care what anyone thinks. He is absolutely in love with playing football in Oakland right now and with the Raiders organization. There's nothing better in the world no matter what his record is you love to see that you love to see the passion in a guy like that and going forward I think it's the right move that Derek Carr is that franchise quarterback he really doesn't have much around him this year considering that Amari Cooper hasn't been that good sad to see uh uh a what what is it the the connection Amari Cooper and Derek Carr ACDC ACDC yeah there you go um but no sad to see it go and and I don't think it's I don't think Derek Carr really has anything left for, like in this season to look forward to. But going forward, I think John Gruden is right to believe that Derek Carr can be that leader in the locker room and really build this team up now around him. Yeah, no, I agree with you there. Uh, are there any other players on the Raiders that you think get traded before the deadline? Um, I don't think not they have, really. Marshawn but, Lynch is hurt, so they can't trade him. Yeah, Marshawn Lynch is hurt. Another move, though, I was thinking, <coughs> is potentially Le'Veon Bell going to the Raiders. No, I, I, I don't mean, 
Marshawn Lynch is old, and but I don't, I don't know. I don't like. I, I don't like it now, but like because Le'Veon still isn't signed long term, right? Yeah. So basically, what if, if they re- make the moves for him? You think he's really just gonna? No, I, I don't. Him over? Yeah, I mean it's happening in the NBA. I'm sure it's happening in the sure, NFL, right. but you just don't see as many trades like that. Usually, like when you think about it in the MLB, if there's an expiring contract, they're traded as what's called a rent, one-year rental, mm-hmm. right? And that's what I think Le'Veon Bell is going to be, but in the NFL. In that case, I think he would be a perfect guy for, I would have said the Jaguars, but they got Carlos Hyde recently, which and was Jaguars another topic. are going through a weird, weird situation right they now. They don't have a quarterback. quarterback. I, 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 mean, still, I still sem- somewhat believe in Blake Bortles. I like Blake as a guy, I guess. I don't think. I don't know. I saw him make that playoff push last year, and it was very impressive. I mean, you, I don't know. Like, uh, that final game when they lost last year, like, that game was not on Blake Bortles. Like, he actually played a perfect game of football. That's true, it's but... It's definitely there. He I hasn't just, been I perfect really, since. I yeah. really don't know what's what's wrong with that team right now. Yeah. Very r- weird. Random mid-show update. I just got a Bleacher Report notification. Zion punishes the backboard. It's still preseason, but that's not slowing Duke Zion Williamson from blocking opponents into oblivion. Yep. There you, there go. you go. We called yeah. it. But besides that, hot take. I'm having a lot this episode, but they're coming as as we go. Eli Manning to Jacksonville. Not right now, but that's something that's even been talked about for yeah. a while. I mean, Coughlin's still there. Hold right? on, I think a guest is about to pull into the uh, studio. Oh man, fellas, I just want to tell you that Markel Fultz just hit a three pointer, and that's about it. <laughs> Markel Fultz just hit a three pointer. That's all, and that's about it. All right. Well, I so just... Quinn, so Quinn, Quinn Cannon is here in the yeah, studio. Yeah, he's joining the studio. So Quinn, so th- does this count as another appearance for you? Uh, yeah. Well, I, you know, oh, I this... just want. I hopped in my Dodge Dart as soon as uh, Butterfield <laughs> said that he was the first guest, and I got on my high horse over here. <laughs> and uh, I really just want to say that my devotion. He's not here. I'm That's here. That's true. My yeah. devotion shows, as well as the evidence that I supplied, that I was the first <laughs> guest. You got a Chicago accent going? Yeah, or I don't know about that. Uh, for those radio listeners who can't hear him well, Quinn is in the building and he says... How are we doing, fellas? <laughs> that he, he says that he is indeed the first ever guest on Senior Quotes. Uh, and he drove over here in his Dodge Dart. Yeah, That's right. I drove over in my Dodge <laughs> Dart. It gets 30 to the gallon. I think that's good. I don't really know. <laughs> this is podcast-only content right here. This, yeah. is, this is going straight to the uh, Blue Yeti microphone. Right? Really? Wow. I just want to say hello to everyone out there. It's going to be loud. And uh, that's about it. So uh, Markel Fultz, three-pointer. He's got it. He's, he's got seven points through the second quarter, uh-huh. and that's about it. Awesome. Well... Thanks so much. Live Quinn. 76ers hey. update from yeah. Quinn Kiernan. And Thank you're welcome you. for the calls earlier. <laughs> they scared the hell out of me, dude. I was gonna do a, I was gonna do a, a character. We couldn't hear you though, because it, it. I know. It's, did, it, did you try this? This thing? No, we didn't. No, oh. it's. The, so Quinn has dial, just told us that there is a. There's a, a dial, but it's dial. broken. I don't. Is it broken? Well, it says. Well, I don't what know. It? No, it doesn't say anything anymore. You can turn it on. Huh. Well, we're going to have to test that out next show. Yeah. So look forward to a Quinn Kiernan call there. Yeah. Huh. Uh, maybe. We'll if, he, yeah, if he wants if he can to bless that time. Yeah. you got to tune in to find out. you got to tune in to find out. That's right. All right. All right, All right lads. Thanks Sorry so much. Up. No, of course. Anytime. Quinn Kiernan, live in studio. Sorry if you guys couldn't hear that. These microphones don't they don't get, like, long-distance recording. But uh, Quinn made another appearance. And uh, if you want to listen back to this episode, you'll hear him on the podcast. Yeah. Uh, all right, so I guess we just get into the final quote now. Yeah, sure. So last little bit I want to talk about is some baseball with the World Series starting tonight. 
Well, hopefully with this rain going right, on, we yeah. don't really know what's going Dude, on outside. we were walking back to the dorm to get the microphone, and just a giant lightning bolt uh, lit up the sky as yeah. we were walking up. So we so, don't really know what's going yeah. on with that. Anyway, I got a baseball coach, so here we go. I just told him it's like Little League. Just catch it and throw it. If he has to go out there, he'll be all right. It's a tough one. It's a bit of a tough one. Um, Yeah, just repeat that one one more time, please. I just told him it's like Little League. Just catch it and throw it. If he has to go out there, he'll be all right. So, like, if he has to go out there, he'll be all right. Yeah. That makes me think it's not a starting pitcher because there's a question mark there. Um, makes me think it's a struggling pitcher currently, like maybe like a David Price or a Craig Kimbrell. Um, clearly, it's about the World Series. Yep. Uh, it is one of the teams in the World Series. Of course. Uh, and I really can't think of any Dodgers that are struggling. And I do think it's a pitcher. Uh, I'm going to say that it's Craig Kimbrell from Alex Cora. So, no. And it's actually not a pitcher. Interesting. This is on the uh, moves by the Red Sox that uh, Mookie Betts oh, could he has potentially a second be playing base. second base. But who said it? It was, well, who, who would you think? Is it Alex Cora? No, it is actually Dustin Pedroia because Interesting. Well, he was Pedroia... giving him some second base advice. Huh. So I didn't get a point there. I gave you a very generous first ever quarter point earlier. So if we if we count that, you won. Okay. But if we don't, because I gave you a ton of hints too, then we have their second straight tie. Or I give you a quarter point for knowing it was the red side. For like just being for I, you I did were close after. That's true. I knew what it was about. Yeah. How about we call the tie? We'll it's call the a tie. We'll yeah. call the quarter I, point I, tie. I think it's gonna be a tie. Yeah. But yeah, I just thought this was really interesting. I thought. Some big World Series moves to keep J.D. Martinez in the lineup. Um, I, I don't know. I just want to talk some Red Sox. I want to talk some World Series, and I figured that this was a cool way to introduce it. Yeah, I mean, so I heard somebody, I think in my writing class today, can't remember who it was, saying that the Dodgers are going to be the easiest competition that the Red Sox have faced all postseason long. Well, I hate to say it, but you're surrounded by homers yourself here i so. am but i don't even think that's a homer comic because they're saying that the yankees and astros are both better teams i completely and, agree with that yeah so he whoever said this and i still can't remember said they expect the red sox to win five and wow. anything less would be disappointing or like more games you okay. know uh i personally don't agree with that prediction i think it's a little bit of a hot take i'll take i'll take red sox and six i was gonna say that i'm gonna say seven okay uh but i'm also gonna say red sox because they are the better team, but anything oh, can happen in postseason baseball. I just remembered that before the show, Senior Quotes Twitter, you really got to follow the Twitter. Yes, we, we had a poll. a poll. So let's see what the fans... I forgot that I don't have this oh, on here. I can... I'll do it real quick. Oh, wait, okay. never mind. I got it. Good, good. Uh, yeah, so we ran a poll about who would win in the World Series, uh, Red Sox or Dodgers. Neither of us voted in the poll, so this is listeners only. I'm trying to remember how to do the password. Hang on. Uh, it's BC Senior Quotes now. The issue is you don't have the handle correct. BC Senior Quotes on uh, Twitter, guys. We changed it. We rebranded. We're no longer a uh, Crunch Time Sports podcast. That was a high school uh, thing. Well, this is just not working. I can do it on my phone. Yeah, so while Jack checks the results, I'll, I'll highlight some players on both teams, starting with the Red Sox. I think the guy to watch out for is still Mookie Betts. Uh 
he hasn't had the best postseason. Uh, Yankees fans love to call out, myself included, love to call out that Mookie had zero RBIs going into the postseason, and it took a while for him to get his first career postseason RBI against us. So the results are in. Okay. So... And a total of six votes. This is why you got to you got to hit the Twitter, you head to Twitter and really six is not bad. You did really not follow. warn anyone. Yeah, no, no, I didn't warn anyone. It was just three hours before the show yeah. or four hours, excuse me. Really got to follow and participate in these polls. We're going to be putting up a lot of stuff, but we got six votes in, and it is split fifty fifty between wow. Dodgers and the Red Sox. So three votes to the Dodgers, three to the Red Sox. The fans are split. We're not really a split, but yeah, I, I think it's kind of clear who's the better team here. Uh, but I think it's going to be a good series. I think the Dodgers are still a very good team. Uh, some An interesting fact, Dave Roberts, who's the manager of the Dodgers, and then Alex Cora, the manager of the uh, Red Sox, they played for one another's teams. Uh, Roberts is a former Red Sox, and Cora's a former Dodger, so that's a cool, fun fact going into the World Series. I don't think it's ever happened before, uh, so that'll be kind of fun. Uh, I'm really trying to get excited about this, but just knowing that it's the Red Sox in the World Series and the Dodgers, who are not, I think they're my least favorite National League team. So I wanted to start doing this. Sorry sorry to no, this, no. but we, I wanted to like start doing live sports stuff that goes on during the show because sometimes we miss very important stuff like that we had talked about while live news breaks. Sure. So Daryl Morey, the Rockets GM, bring it back to basketball. I just saw this, yeah. yeah sent out a tweet of... Basically, a black kettle and a black pot. Yep. So it's like the kettle calling the pot. Well, how does it go? Kettle calling the pot. Uh, kettle calling the pot black. Yes. Pot calling the kettle. No, no, it's kettle. Kettle calling I the pot. I swear. Mm. It sounds weird when I say it like that. I'm gonna look it up now. But. Regardless, more more fuel to the fire after Rondo called out Chris Paul for being a horrible teammate. So maybe they're both horrible teammates. Um. Yeah, honestly, Daryl Morey might just be calling Chris Paul a bad teammate there. Uh, and also, it looks like World Series should still be on. All right, that's good to hear, because I think it's supposed to start at 8.07. Uh, weird World uh, World Series start times. Um, that's crazy, and it's just adding more fuel to the fire for uh, the Lakers-Rockets rivalry that I think is going to really be a big thing this season. I was talking to Dan about this, and you too, before the show. Uh they're not really known as rivals, but because of this brawl, do you think the next game they play together yes. is must-see TV? Without a doubt, it's must-see TV. It's for the same reason that we tune into Wait, hold Thunder. On. It is Wars. the pot calling the kettle black. It is the pot. Pot. Yeah, we got it wrong. That's well. I, whoever uses that in... hot seat us. No, who whoever uses that hot seat us. Yeah, I never use that idiom. I don't know. We were it. wrong. Yeah, yeah. I think that's about it. I think we are cut for time here. Yeah. We got through everything we needed to talk about today. So, real quick, we're both going Red Sox, six games. Yeah, I I want to say six. I also want to say seven. I just can't say the Dodgers, honestly. It's, yeah. it's tough. I don't think it's that solid of a team. I think Clayton Kershaw is not the – well, he's still an ace. But he's not what he once was, where he's just untouchable. Mm. Um, at the same time, I think you can still hit off Chris Sale. Uh, David Price has only won – I don't think he's even won a postseason game yet. He's still got a... Like, the Red Sox won in one of his starts for the first time in, like, 12 appearances. So, that finally happened. But there's some question marks all around the field. I just think the Red Sox are a much more complete team. Yeah, definitely. All right, I think that's it for us, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Remember, follow BC Senior Quotes on Twitter. Going to be posting a lot more. Uh, Participate in the polls. Give us suggestions of stuff you want to hear talked about. 
any guests, anything at all, feel free, hit us up. All right, guys. Thank you. All right. See you next Tuesday.